and welcome to Sharing Real Hope. My name is Mike Hall. On the previous podcast, podcast 238, we considered the question, why do the wicked prosper and seem to get away with it? They prosper, they go against the Lord. It's, it's like they just dare the Lord uh, or deny the Lord, and it seems like they're just doing so well and, and getting away with it. Well, by looking at Psalm 73 in that podcast, we get God's perspective. And it is this. Yes, they're doing pretty well right now on this earth. They're living their best life. But when I consider things from God's perspective, I saw their end. Their end in this world. Where they ended up. And it was not pretty. I would encourage you, to, if you haven't already, to listen back to Podcast 238. Well, here's a fact. Both unrighteous and righteous, we all die. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 27 says, As it is appointed unto mankind, man wants to die, and after this, the judgment. And let me tell you, I believe God's Word, every bit of it, it doesn't need to be defended. It is true whether whether I believe it or not. It doesn't matter. But, but I truly know that we all have those two appointments that we will not miss. The appointment with death and then the appointment with judgment standing for Almighty God. And what we have to understand is this. Death is simply a doorway to eternity. Death is a doorway to eternity. Jesus, in the story of the rich man and Lazarus, made that clear in Luke chapter 16, verses 19 to 31. Now there was a rich man, and he habitually dressed in purple and fine linen, and joyously lived in splendor every day. And a poor man named Lazarus was laid at his gate, covered with sores, and longing to be fed with the crumbs which were falling from the rich man's table. Besides, even the dogs were coming and licking his sores. Now the poor man died and was carried away by the angels to Abraham's bosom. And the rich man also died and was buried. And in Hades he lifted up his eyes, being in torment, and saw Abraham far away and Lazarus in his bosom. And he cried out and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me, and send Lazarus so that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool off my tongue, for I am in agony in this flame. But Abraham said, Child, remember that during your life you received your good things, your best life now, and likewise Lazarus bad things. But now he is being comforted here, and you are in agony And besides all this, between us and you, there is a great chasm fixed so that those who wish to come over from here to you will not be able and that none may cross over from there to us. And he said, I beg you then, Father, that you send him to my father's house, for I have five brothers in order that he may warn them so that they will not come to this place of torment. But Abraham said, they have Moses and the prophets. In other words, the scriptures, let them hear them. But he said, No, Father Abraham, but if someone goes to them from the dead, they will repent. But he said to him, If they do not listen to Moses and the prophets, they will not be persuaded even if someone rises from the dead. 
folks, what you just heard was the words of Jesus as he told this story. Now, it doesn't matter whether this is a parable or whether it's about two actual people. It really doesn't matter. The point is, is Jesus is clearly pointing out the fact that there are two destinations at the point of death. Two destinations. They are heaven and And it was referred to here as Abraham's bosom, and there was a reason for that. As Jesus was teaching these Jews, uh, uh, they thought of the the place where Abraham was. Uh, Abraham was one of the fathers of the faith, and so it was heaven. And Hades, the place of the dead, and specifically that place of torment, hell, as we refer to it, to actual, physical, real locations. And, and, and they are not, they are not, I repeat, they are not a state of mind, simply a state of mind. Uh, heaven and hell is not some kind of an analogy for, for something that doesn't literally exist, but they are literal places. Let's take a look at those two places, heaven and hell. Let's look at hell first because uh, as, as we consider this place uh, that we call hell, um, it is a, a place that has been referred to by Jesus on, on numerous occasions. You know, people have in mind their fantasy view of who Jesus is. You know, some some kind of a uh, almost effeminate uh, uh, personality that's just all lovey dovey, and um, there's no strength to him, and and they make out Jesus to be whatever they want him to be. But let me tell you, Jesus is not some figment of our imagination and some uh, some kind of a caricature. But Jesus is who he's reflected to be in the Word of God. And Jesus is very specific on this matter of hell. Uh, Matthew chapter 10, Matthew chapter 10, verse, verse 28, Jesus says, Do not fear those who kill the body but are unable to kill the soul, but rather feel, fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell hell. That's what Jesus is saying there in Matthew chapter 10. In Matthew chapter 13, and we're looking at verses 41 and 42, Jesus says this as I, as I turn there. In verse 41, the Son of Man will send forth His angels, and they will gather out of His kingdom all stumbling blocks and those who commit lawlessness, and will throw them into the furnace of fire in the place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. That's very specific. And that's Jesus saying that. And then as we go on over to Matthew chapter 25, Jesus again, and on a separate occasion, is, is talking in verses 30 and 41. Verse 30, Throw out the worthless slave into the outer darkness. He refers to hell as outer darkness. In that place where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. That's a place of torment. Verse 41 says, Then he will also say to those on his left, Depart from me, accursed ones, into the eternal fire which has been prepared for the devil and his angels. How can you explain that away? And there were other places that I won't take the time to read. Mark chapter 9, verses 47 and 48, and verse 43 as well talk about that. So Jesus is talking about a literal place, and he is very, very specific about it. Now, we're talking about a place where uh, there's everlasting punishment. It's not 
annihilation. You know, some people say, well, it talks, it said, well, let me just read. Second Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 9. These will pay the penalty of eternal destruction away from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of His power. And some people focus in on that word destruction there and say, okay, uh-huh, all right, we'll accept hell, but it's a place where they're annihilated. They're, they're wiped off. They, they exist no more because the Bible says they're, they're, it's a place of eternal destruction. Well, um, when you focus on that word destruction, you have to consider the context and all the other verses. And and um, let me just give you an example. If someone says that man destroyed his wife's life or that man destroyed his partner's uh, reputation, uh, that doesn't mean that they're wiped away, that they're, that they're annihilated, but it means that their current condition is changed for the worse. And so that's exactly what this means here. It doesn't mean that they're wiped out, they're annihilated, because other scriptures talk about it's it goes on forever and ever. Uh, and so hell is a place of everlasting punishment. And 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 look, it's tough. It's a tough concept. If you can just glibly look at that uh, and and not uh, hurt over it, there's a problem that you have. All right. Uh, but but hell reflects the seriousness of God's holiness and His righteousness and His justice. God does not take sin lightly, and we should be able to know that by the fact that He allowed His own Son to die and be separated and experience our punishment for our sins. God takes sin seriously. And so hell is a real place of eternal punishment. And it's heartbreaking to think about that. But then, on the other hand, there's a place called heaven. And, and it is a literal place as well. And, and it, is a, it is a place for all people that have trusted Jesus Christ. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except through me. Everyone that has truly been converted by Jesus Christ uh, has as their eternal destination a literal place called heaven. I love Revelation chapters 21 and 22 where it talks about this new heaven and new earth. In Revelation 21, in verse 1, it says, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth passed away and there's no longer any sea and I saw the holy city New Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God made ready as a bride adorned for her husband and I heard a loud voice from the throne saying behold the tabernacle of God is among men and he will dwell among them and they shall be his people and God himself will be among them and he will wipe away every tear from their eyes and there will no longer be any death there will no longer be any mourning no crying no pain the first things have passed away and he who sits on the throne said behold I am making all things new that is heaven, heaven, uh, all new, Eden restored, and more. No sin, no sickness, no death, no curse, no mourning. And furthermore, according to Revelation chapter 22, verse 3, there will be that wonderful opportunity to f- serve God forever, a fulfilling work, fulfilling service. We're not just going to be floating around on clouds in white robes with harps. Uh, I, I don't think that would be heaven, but we're going to be gainfully employed, uh, and our employer will be Almighty God Himself. And what a beautiful picture that is. Well, uh, let me just say, say to you today, uh, as you listen to this, 
no matter what your particular um, uh, situation is, God's Word, God's Holy Spirit speaking through His Word, not me, not me, but the Word of God and God's Holy Spirit is speaking to you right now. And, and if you're a believer, God is encouraging His children with these truths. He wants you to be encouraged. Death is coming, yes, but it's simply a doorway. A doorway into eternal existence with Almighty God in a place called heaven. He wants you to be encouraged by that as His follower, as His child. He wants you to be motivated by these truths to obey the great commission there's a heaven to gain a hell to shun and we have been given the gospel the good news and God wants us as long as we're alive on this earth to look for opportunities to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ so that people can hear those life-saving truths so that they don't have to to go to hell when they die so God is encouraging and motivating his children but on the other hand God is warning Warning unbelievers, if you're listening today and you've never trusted Jesus Christ as your only means of salvation, Jesus and Jesus alone, to, for, to forgive your sins, to through His death, burial, and resurrection on the cross, if you've never trusted Jesus, uh, you are invited. He is inviting you today to come, to come to Him and allow Him to change your life and that He will do, and to assure you of a home in heaven, and to avoid hell, and and to know a personal relationship with Him. So take this warning, and take this invitation, and don't let it pass you by if you've not yet trusted Jesus Christ. Well, with those words, I am so glad to know that when this life ends, and, and death comes, that it'll be an immediate doorway right into the presence of Almighty God. Praise the Lord for heaven, and God help us to be warned about hell. Until next time, God bless. Thank you for listening to this edition of Sharing Real Hope. We hope that you were encouraged in your walk with Christ by what you heard. Please take a moment to email us with your questions, prayer requests, and comments. Our email address is sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Again, that's sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Or you can visit our website at sharingrealhope.org. Until next time, keep living in and sharing real hope.